Hey guys, it's Bob Candy Coated Razorblades. This is our first night at Nightmares. Uh, we are actually going to be talking to Dave Tolchinsky, the director of Cassandra, in just a few moments. I'm just waiting on it to show up. But I figured I'd go ahead and get a little intro in here so you guys knew what was happening. There's only three shows tonight. Uh, tonight we have... Sorry, excuse me. Um, we have Swallow at 7, which is screening with the short film Twig. At 9 o'clock, which is what I'm waiting for, is the, the film Eat Brains Love, which is a zombie uh, rom-com, uh, high school type of rom-com thing. It looks amazing. Film, uh, showing with the short film Playtime's Over. And then we have our block of comedy shorts a, uh, at 11. So we have quite a bit of stuff to do today. I have been setting up this room so that it looks just... Uh, the, the room that Jason gave us is friggin' amazing. I am so happy to be here. You have no idea. This is just friggin' amazing. So anyway, uh, on with our interview with Dave. And I'm talking with Dave Tolchinsky. That's did right. I, did, did I pronounce it correctly? You did. Good. Uh, he is the director of Cassandra. Uh, my understanding from IMDb is that this is about a woman who buys a house and finds a painting that's linked to a series of murders. Not exactly. Not exactly. Okay. Fill me it's in. It's about a police woman who's tracking a serial killer who draws the location of her next murder and oh. the policewoman realizes that, that she recognizes a house in the drawing before there's a murder and goes there and it's owned by an ex-psychiatrist who was part of the uh, memory recovery movement in the oh. 90s and he tells her about a patient he had who used to draw strange figures and then they were questioning whether that patient might be the person they're looking for and the setup of the movie though is the policewoman is being interviewed in the future about all this because she, she can't remember anything oh. that happened at this house. So it's kind of like we're in the future as we watch her in the present oh, as wow. the psychiatrist tries to bring to life through memories this patient, this young patient. She was 13. Oh, nice. So that's nice. that's a very it's a simple yet very complex setup. Yeah, so. yeah it, it sounds really cool. I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I hope I actually get a chance to. I hope you do, too. <laughs> um, no, because uh, when I heard Cassandra, I was thinking of, of the myth Cassandra. Well, that's actually referenced in the film. Cassandra, for your audience members who don't know, was a half-goddess who was given the ability to predict the future, but nobody would listen to her as a curse because mm. she, I think it was it Apollo who wanted to have sex with her and she won, so he cursed her that right. you'll know the future, but no one, and so basically she went mad. And in my interpretation is she drew pictures that no one would look at or acknowledge what was happening. Wow, that, that's, I, I, I am always a fan of bringing stories and myths and legends yes. to life that way and, and tweaking them to make them relevant well, to your I, audience. I think that's what gives horror films 
some kind of resonance. It's either thinking about what we're actually afraid of, but if it plugs into some mythology or symbolism that might be part of us, then people are like, oh, I know, I know this. I know, even if you don't know it, culturally, you probably know it. There's also bird imagery and deers and birds were supposedly Cassandra's link to understanding the future they would tell her things and then there's deer imagery because there was a character in mythology who saw I think it was um, Artemis Artemis naked and so he turned she turned him into a deer so Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of uh, mythological Wow. Um, symbolism. That's am- now I have to see this. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pr- I like it. It's pretty cool. I think. Cool. So um, what brought you to this particular story? What led you to, to wanting to film this mm-hmm. piece? Um, I had read a New Yorker article about the memory recovery movement in the 90s and mm-hmm. where this writer was talking about the psychiatrists who thought they had recovered memories of abuse by family members and then eventually these psychiatrists were all debunked either they were purposely making it up or just suggesting it but it made me think as a filmmaker again this has been rolling around in my head for years but as a filmmaker what if one of those psychiatrists actually did uncover abuse but because these psychiatrists were now being pursued by the law that he he felt like he couldn't say that he believed what he believed so that was kind of the kernel of it for me and and there was something about the article that really just struck me as wait there's some something that's kind of interesting and a little bit disturbing not just the abuse idea but the things that we think that are coming from our memories are are they memories are they created and that got got me thinking about this world of could be dreams, could be memories, it could be real, which is scary. Yeah, and, and that seems to just link right into that Cassandra myth. That's a yes, and that, really great. And also, process. I think it. I, I was not thinking about this when I um, came up with the idea because it was years ago. Again, it takes years to make a film, and mm-hmm. for me, years to percolate the film and then to get the financing and then to finish it. But in terms of women being believed or not believed about abuse or sexual abuse i think it kind of for me it resonates with that and it's also the people who have the ability to acknowledge that what they're saying is true but choose not to so Mm -hmm. there's so i think it's and again that's wasn't the kind of overt reason i made the film but now thinking about it it's also about who who is believed who has power who is has the power to actually believe someone but chooses not to, which might be even worse than the person who's not mm-hmm. believed. Yeah, and that fits right into the Me Too movement yeah. right yeah. now. So, yeah. But yeah, I remember in the 90s with the, the false memories and, and all that yeah. stuff. So um, I'm glad that people are talking about that again because it kind of just what got swept under the rug. Yeah, and it's, it was actually a complex thing because, sure, some of the psychiatrists were probably making things up, but some of them were probably uncovering abuse but okay maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. the memories that was they were making up the memories but there was some abuse that was happening sure. and then basically so they're throwing out the baby with the bathwater so people who are abused are suddenly telling that oh it nothing happened and so mm-hmm. i think that was the danger of this that even if it wasn't this like satanic ritual that right. they thought that that they had uncovered there was something happening i just believe that people's affect will tell you 
when something was not right. So, so right. again, it's very complex. But yeah, my movie's a 13-minute movie. It can't. It doesn't cover all of this, but it's just supposed to evoke feelings of of something bad has has happened. So. Sure, sure. Now you mentioned that you were a professor. It's true. I am a professor. <laughs> Tell me about why yeah. I am a professor uh, at Northwestern University. I'm the co-director of our MFA in writing for the screen and stage program. So I write and direct myself, but I also teach marvelous students who are playwrights, screenwriters, TV writers, and improv people to be better at their craft and help them with professional opportunities. And for me, horror is an interesting terrain for my students as well because I think people are intrigued by it just that people are making it and for me creatively it's a place where you can really experiment as a writer that you can t if if a financer knows it's going to be scary they kind of give you the leeway to evoke dreams and imagery that in other films might not be accepted um, sure. I also think working in things like horror you're really investigating what our society is scared of so either personally scared of or as a society what we're scared of and you'll see that from the 50s 60s 70s mm -hmm. the kinds of movies that get made will change because our fears change so I think for my students and for me it's like oh what kinds of people what what do people want to see or what am I thinking about what am I afraid of and how do I translate that into a safe environment that's the kind of paradox of horror that people think it's scary but it's actually safe because it's mm -hmm. just a movie and you can investigate um, what's what people in our society are are afraid of and also if you go from culture to culture people are diff are afraid of different things and I also relate it to comedy I think mm -hmm. comedy tests the limits of what we're comfortable or uncomfortable with and you've probably heard stories about oh comics yeah. who went too far I think horror is the same thing they both they both are trying to see what we're wrestling with as a culture and testing how you represent that and talk about it. So comedy wants to make you laugh. Horror wants to make you afraid, but hopefully make you think about, oh, that's kind of like, oh, we're afraid of outsiders or we're afraid of women or we're afraid of um, invasion stories. Like, what does that mean? And also, I think they're both wrestling with what's wrong with our society. If you can identify it, then you can start to, f to fix it. So I know this is a podcast on horror, but I, I, me, I write comedy and horror, and I think they're not separate at all. I think they're just kind of two sides of the they same. They blend so well together. Yeah. My second favorite movie ever is Young Frankenstein. So. Because it's just perfection. Because it really it's is. blending horror imagery with humor, and, yeah. uh, you know, one of my heroes is Jordan Peele. Mm -hmm. There's a guy with the power he has he could make any movie he wants to make mm -hmm. he's chosen to make horror movies and i think it's purposeful because he can address issues of race and relationships and class mm -hmm. but in this environment where oh it's a parable we're looking at a horror story but you, then you think about it what's he really saying about our society and the fact that he's doing it makes me think okay there's something really serious here and again he does comedy right. as well and he sometimes blends the two and then within a movie blends oh yeah yeah uh, i've always likened horror to you know a washing machine for the psyche Yes. Because you, you now you have the dirt outside. Yes. You can examine it. 
Yes. So, what are you afraid of? What am I afraid of? Um, it's interesting. One of the images that were suppo- was supposedly uncovered in that New Yorker article where they said a patient could have had a memory of abuse. They had a memory of two witches at their window, and I had had the same <laughs> memory which I thought was a memory but I realized it was a dream so mm-hmm. no I was not abused right. um, I know that's true but I'm just intrigued by these images that are somewhere between dreams and um, memories and you're not sure what it is and I find that a little bit disturbing okay. personally what movies have scared me Juon scared me because you know I teach structure as a screenwriting professor I couldn't figure the movie out while I was watching it. It made no sense, and it kind of infected my dreams. I think I had terrible nightmares because it was my psyche trying to make sense of something that didn't quite make sense. Um, The Ring, I thought, was pretty scary, and I realized it's not the imagery so much. It's the soundtrack, And, Mm -hmm. and for me, my original training before I got into screenwriting was as a sound artist and a composer. That's what I was studying as an undergrad. So I'm particularly interested in movies that use soundtracks to scare you. And I have a great story. My son, I have a son and a daughter. My my daughter would probably cover her eyes if she was scared. My son covers his ears when he was young, which wow. I thought was fascinating. And it's like, oh yeah, part of what's scary about the movies is the, the sound. And if you take away the sound, um, in my movie, Cassandra, it's, I don't think it was as scary until I also composed the music and did the soundtrack. It's when I added the sound and the music that I think it got really scary. And this is funny um i have lived with this movie for two years to me it's like wallpaper i could watch it it doesn't bug me Mm -hmm. i it doesn't make me scared but i screened it for my casting crew and they were like this is the most terrifying movie i've ever seen and that was really interesting that you just become Mm -hmm. things don't affect you and then you see an audience that's what i'm hoping this week with the nightmares film festival that people will see this and they'll i don't want them to be terrified in a horrible way but in a kind of fun way and right. a few people said i'm still thinking about the images in your movie and that's a uh, filmmaker's dream to have people scared in the theater and then thinking about it afterwards right do you have any plans for your next one um i'm working on several so i'm working on a comedy actually about Wilhelm Reich, who was in Freud's inner circle and then began to think that he had discovered some strange energy. So it's kind of, again, we're on supernatural things, but I'm looking at more of a comic way. And then this film, Cassandra, I think it could be a feature as well. I think you'll see it's very, it's a complex story for 13 minutes, and I think there's enough for me to make a TV series or where we're tracking this strange policewoman as she goes to house to house trying to find who this killer is so it could be a tv series it could be a feature and you know i'm just keeping myself open to cool. developing one way, one way or another very cool well i'm again i'm really looking forward to seeing your short this weekend i certainly hope it gets all the love that it needs thank because you. it sounds amazing thank you. thank you very much for joining us thank you it was and fun. Uh, we will see you around this weekend okay thanks a lot have a great time you too
That was Dave Tolchinsky, the director of Cassandra, which sounds like it's going to be friggin' amazing, and I'm waiting to see it. Uh, next up, we have an interview with our friend Rakefet. If you remember last year, we had her as a Facebook Live interview, and this time we get to sit down and chat with her for a little bit, because Boo is part of our, our horror shorts later on this weekend. I love this woman to death. She is winning all the love uh, and all the awards as Boo tours with the, with the festival circuit. Um, she's just an amazing person, and I love being around her. Please enjoy our interview with Rakefe. No, we can start talking. I'm just... Oh, we're already recording, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Great. Great. Hi, kids. It's Bob again. We are here, and I finally have my co-hosts, RC and Stephanie, with me. Hooray. Hi, guys. Yes. Hi, everybody. Yay. So, again, we are at the first night of Nightmares, and we are talking with Rakefet Abergal. Yes. Who is the director and screenwriter of Boo. And producer. And producer. Mm-hmm. And so, whose name I am obsessed with because I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. It is a wonderful name. And Thanks. we met her last year. We yes. had our little live video with her yes. last year. It was so much yes. fun. But now this year, I have still not seen Boo. I am waiting for it. I Boo. know it's in. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. But I know it's in uh, the Horror Shorts A. So it's tomorrow, tomorrow night, Friday at 6 p.m. Right. And it's the first one in the block. It is the first one in the block. Awesome. Really good placement. So tell us about Boo. What Boo. You can. What's huh? that? What you can. Yes. Well, yes, there's not much I can say. But um, Boo is a, a story about addiction and uh, self-loathing and love. Right. And it's about a woman who kind of uh, loses her willpower at just about the wrongest time possible. Who told you to make a movie about my life? I know. <laughs> <laughs> we have said this before. It's about we are my in, life. Yeah. We are in this I, picture. All of us. Yes. And we don't like it. <laughs> yes. Well, she has to make a difficult choice because of something that happens to her. And uh, yeah. and so it leaves her feeling weaker than usual as far as willpower is concerned. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You are winning awards left and right, lady. How's yeah. that feel? Good. <laughs> I'm also losing awards, just for the record. <laughs> but you're still winning. Yes, plenty. yes, yes. I know. I just don't want to sound like, wow, I'm winning so many awards. But I'm also losing so many awards. But it's fine. It's fine. It's a good balance. Toot your own horn. Toot. Um, I, no, it's good. It's Look, Jax did really well. Yeah. And we won, a, we won a, a, a lot of awards, and it was in a lot of festivals. But what we won and the amount of festivals was, like, the whole year and a half run right. that we've already won for Boo since, like, June. Wow. So wow. Boo is, like, doubly is doing as well. And I, and, I don't, and it's a better film, to be honest. Okay. Like, Jax is a great film, but Boo is definitely better. And I directed it, so that has nothing to do with it. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I was definitely drawn to the, the artwork. Uh, yeah. I got here not terribly long ago and I saw the postcards over on the table and I was like oh what's this and I was like oh it's the thing that we were just talking about like yeah. three seconds ago well <laughs> I, it was my idea but um, Sergio Pinheiro who's also here um, mm-hmm. he has a script here and he's also a filmmaker yeah. is the one who actually designed it because he does um, graphic design work and he oh. took photos of me because it's my mouth oh. Oh, so nice. I was like, I want to do this. How do I do this? Can you do this for me? And how much are you <laughs> going to charge me? And he was like, I love you. I'll just 
we'll figure it out, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And so he came over and we took a bunch of pictures and then he went back and forth with me on how I wanted it to right. look. And and yeah. it's, I, I'm always talking about it. Like, it's something that everyone is talking about all the time. Like, but whenever I get interviewed, it's, it's the poster, the poster. Yeah, I'm like, it's yeah, an incredible design. It really is. He did a great job. And I liked the idea. When you see the movie, you'll get you'll get it it'll more. make more sense yeah. yes yeah. but it's supposed to like I didn't want to give away too much right but yeah. sure she's definitely she's, you know well it's just this this simple striking image it's just beautiful thank you and then till I cover it with laurels which will piss Jason off but mm -hmm. that's fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't really like that but I, I like to uh, I like to like at least for social media and my mom mm. yeah. have covered in laurels and it makes me happy Ego or not, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, but still. Look, we get paid in 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 these little silly things that we get. <laughs> right. Whether it's awards or nominations or laurels or and the champagne room or this beautiful <laughs> champagne room that we're in that nobody can see, but it's beautiful. Right. It's got cobwebs and right? microphones everywhere. I mean, the cobwebs were here before. I actually had to move some of them around, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. They add to it. Sure, honestly. they were. You know, yeah. No, they actually were. I'm yeah. Not even lying. But like we have to take, you know, we have to take the recognition where we can because we don't get anything else. It's not like we're making money and we're not, like, yeah. What else are we getting out of yeah. it other right. than just pure joy of making everybody happy and entertaining them, which which is yeah. definitely a big and deal. making that art. And making art, yes, yeah. yes. It's so, a very expensive, long art process. Yeah, I should have painted or something. I mean, no, <laughs> painting is just as expensive. Yes. Oh, us. yeah, that's true. That's my true. husband. My does. my ex-wife was a painter, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the paints are expensive. Yeah, they so are. is the pain. Mm -hmm. just <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, okay, I just know we're gonna have to replace that carpet when we move. Oh yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, almost certainly. That that's okay because that's where. We had a cat that just like decided it, that was his bathroom. Oh, nice! So we were going to replace the carpet anyway. Just All now, right. it's going to be replaced because of paint and right. cat pits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd say just one of those is probably enough of a You're reason. Right. But. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so with Boo, you've been traveling like everywhere. Yeah. Like, didn't you just go to Italy? No, no. The film's going to be in Italy next month. Oh, okay. I was just in Arizona. I came home for one day. Right. Um, I Since June, I've been to about 12 festivals. And the last four weeks, I've been to like six in a row or Ooh. something crazy. Like pretty much with like maybe one or two days in between where yeah. I went home. Right. Which I don't re recall yeah. at all. I mean, because I, I mean, I'm getting off a plane, I'm doing my laundry, I'm going to work, and then I'm getting on a plane again. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of work and it's, um, I'm not rich by <laughs> any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but well, it's all credit card debt and yeah. I'll have to just deal with that later. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I can pay for it with my nominations. <laughs> 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 no, I, if if we can promote your stuff and get you paid for it, we absolutely will. Well, if people want to buy Jackson Love on DVD or stream it, they can do that on True Indie or Ooh. look for the DVD from Meridian Releasing Group. I still probably won't even pay for the stamp to send the credit card. <laughs> oh. Payments in, but that's fine. Enjoy it anyway. <laughs> well, make sure we have a link and we'll get people. To okay, I will. I will. I will. I will. But no, so, what are you looking forward to at the festival now? So many. Well, I just saw Eat Brains Love, which I really enjoyed. It was so adorable. I really liked it. I love a good love story, especially when it's a bloody love story, yeah. which, you know, most of my two movies are both bloody love stories, to be honest. Right. Um, and. 
I don't know. I'm. I just. I really just wanted to see everybody, see all my friends, and yeah. see you, and see all the people that I haven't seen since Genre Blast, which wasn't that long ago. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I see the films, and I don't know. I've been here every year since, except for the first year. I was not here the first year, but I've been oh, here wow. every year since because I think this is their fourth year. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We're losing people. We Bye. Losing See, she already, she's already bored here. with... No, I'm kidding. I'm totally... <laughs> my, my adulting coach is turning into a pumpkin. Oh, Who no. says you have to adult? No, I'm kidding. It was so, it was so nice to yes, meet you. It was so nice to meet you. It was so nice to meet you, <laughs> too. Sure see you All right. Weekend. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to be here and hang out with my friends, really, like, and see movies. And that's... What else yeah. is there to do, really, besides see movies and hang out with your friends? I right? know, and that's, you know, what that's we've why been we saying come. the whole time. This whole thing is like a family. It is. It's you really know. nice. Jason really... And we yeah. say this every time. Jason has made this wonderful experience for everybody. Yeah, it's... Just, it's, it's so homey. It it's, feels like home. It's homey, and it's also grown a lot, which is nice, and I know that's his goal. And yeah. um, IFC is here, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I think also Alter might be here, yeah, Alter possibly. Is here yes. As, um, a, as is IFC, yeah. Who I just met, someone who works for Alter at the last festival the I was at. No, her name is Sarah Newton. Um, mm. I don't know what capacity she works at Alter, but she does. Or she works for not Alter, Gunpowder and Sky itself. Oh, okay. mm. Yeah, um, I, I spoke with one of the one of the women from Alter. Oh, okay. She's uh, this tiny little thing, adorable. And I told her, please come talk to us because I want to. Oh, is out she more. here? Yeah. Oh, she was, okay. She was looking over a script. Uh, when I oh, by, I'm I like, saw oh, her. What you doing? She's like, oh, I'm just reading a script for work. I'm like, oh, are you presenting? A, and she's like, no, I work for Alter. I'm like, we still want to talk to you. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Alter's really cool. My friend's film, Al, um, Al's film, The Dollmaker, is like 12 million views on Alter right wow. now. I was like, wow, that's that's some yeah. that's a lot of reach. Yeah, it is. It really and it's is. a really good film, which is I'm not surprised but right but no we are so happy to see you thank you i'm so happy to see you and it's so nice to to meet you you. yeah (laughs) and you know we're just gonna have fun we are do our thing right and then you know just chat with people on a microphone it's fun i know and you have a really cool microphone i love this microphone (laughs) it is the worst because the way we're set up here just for the audience we have to actually hold our microphones and if you've seen the pictures of my microphone from last year it's this huge unwieldy thing I I'm love it. it. <laughs> but it's all vintage looking. It is, and, it's adorable. And I'm sure it's not, it's heavy probably. It's, this thing is like iron. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's the base. The I got, base the, for his I got the simple one over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I can't afford the 60 bucks. Uh, four times I can't around. afford, I can't afford to hold that. That's very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got one that I can handle. <laughs> you know? Sometimes too big is too big. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. I know you're still touring with Boo with yes. festivals and things like that. Any thoughts about your next project? Um, I am, first of all, open to acting in pretty much anybody's project because mm-hmm. I love to act, so I always tell people that. But yeah. um, I'm writing a feature based on a short that wasn't really a short. Um, yeah. It's called New Mom, and I'm hoping to expand that into a feature. It's a ghost possession love Ooh. story kind of a thing. Interesting. And um, I'm also trying to expand another short I made that's more of a 
kind of like a very, very, very dark romantic comedy. <laughs> I mean, we love that. Because that all goes together really well. I'm yeah. not really sure what the genre is yet. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we just ate... A, we just saw a teenage romance comedy you know, about zombies. That so. actually gave me a lot of ideas because I'm like, this could work because mine is it's like it's got suicide and it's like a, some dark stuff in it, yeah. but but it's also kind of quirky and romantic comedy. So yeah. I don't know how those are going to mesh together, and I haven't quite figured it out yet. Which is why I say I'm writing it. So it's like a gallows romance. What's that? Well, it's like gallows humor. Oh yes, kind of yes. It's very. I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what it is. But yeah, and I, I keep having ideas for shorts, but I just can't keep making shorts because they're, they're yeah. expensive and I tour with them all year long and it's expensive right. to do that and it's expensive to promote. And if you, you know, yeah. I'm not one of those people that can like churn out five or six shorts a year. I know some people can do that. I don't know how. I guess if they have their own equipment and they have a crew that's willing to do it. Right. But I have to do things the most hard way possible especially with SAG because mm-hmm. I'm SAG so I have to always go through SAG which right. means I also need insurance which means right. it's like a of whole course. thing I do not want to produce anymore so I thankfully know like a bazillion producers now so right. I don't have to produce anymore but directing again would be nice mm-hmm. um, but really I really just want to act and honestly I would stop making movies if people would just put me in their movies <laughs> I don't even want to really make now I want to make a movie you make one just to put me in it. Sure. <laughs> hey, everyone make a movie, put me in it, and I will stop winning the awards. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean And losing them, to be honest. The last few festivals, you know, it's been it's it's been a sad few weeks. Oh. No, it's okay. Right. I mean, you're still nominated, which means they still appreciate your work. Which is very nice. Yeah, to hear I'm nominated for uh, Best Writing in a Short, mm-hmm. and which is funny because I was nominated for the script last year, yeah. but I didn't win. Oh. So hopefully I have better luck this year. <laughs> hopefully the script is better this year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I'm here. I'm so there's so many great films here, and my friends all have great films here. And I'm also I have a little cameo as Jax in Half Cocked, which is in oh, the nice. comedy shorts. I think it's in the comedy shorts block. Yeah. I don't know if it's the one I'm tonight. Sure. It's the directors Aaron Barocas and Sophia and Michael were uh, producer and cinematographer and crew. Okay. And anyway, Jax makes a little appearance oh, in Half Cocked, nice. which was really cool to kind of do like a cross world yeah. thing. Yeah, that sounds which, like a fun cameo. It yeah. was. Fu- I mean, it's yeah. really, really fast, like <laughs> really fast. <laughs> but Aaron was like, "I really want you to. Will you come and play Jax in my movie?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." So if you want Jax in your movie? Also, we can bring Jax back. I barely fit into my shirt anymore because I lost. I gained a lot of weight since I made that movie, but. I will make it work. Right? right. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, they want that recurring thing. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Jax is my first love, and Boo is my Boo is my current love. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like those little relationships. Uh, yeah. I love my characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're here. Thanks. I Thanks. I love watching you on Facebook and keeping in touch. Yeah. And I'm glad you're smiling. <laughs> yeah. There it is. See? I'm just so happy. I've literally been waiting for this for months. Last these yeah. guys, I've been going insane. We've been, oh. we've been talking about 
details about this since like August at a minimum. Well, so yeah. you're here. Yeah. It's happening. Right. I'm just glad that this is my last stop for like a month because I'm taking November off. I mean, oh, je- Boo is going places. I'm just right. not going with it. Right. And then in December, I'm going to be going to uh, Portland for oh, Oregon fun. Scream Week. Nice. Ooh. And hopefully PDX Extreme, but I have not heard yet. It's, mm. We're supposed to find out November 1st, but it's happening the same weekend, so I figured I'll already be there. Yeah. Right. Be really, I almost want to email them and be like, look. Right. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm going to be there, so just like let me know anytime now, right. <laughs> which should be soon. Yeah. Well, we yeah. wish you and Boo the best of luck Thanks. with everything. Thanks. And I'm hoping I actually get to see it at some point this weekend. But Look, worst case, you'll get a link from me yeah. only for you and you if you want. But that's it. Okay. <laughs> you probably can come see it in there. I will probably come see it. You well, should. I that's why all... there's three of us. Yeah. I, hope you, I, know, I hope that you guys can come see it, cause it in the theater because it really plays well, I think. In, in a big theater cool. and with the audience there's sure a lot of reactions yeah, we'll since, it's, since it's the first it's the one first in the block one. Yeah. you hop in there I'm not to say don't say the rest of the block but right. I'm just saying yeah. if you could only see one it's right there at the beginning right. <laughs> <laughs> 6 o'clock tomorrow yeah, yeah. So. Well, I will let you get back to enjoying the rest of the night because I know you wanted to see the shorts. I do. Like now, I know. Yeah. Cool. So we're gonna go watch shorts now. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Bye, Rebecca. All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) I don't know why I put my shit away already. I know, right? Um, and I need to move this back because I'm going to need my mouse <laughs> at some point. Like, I need a mouse pad. And we're recording all of this, so it'll be hilarious. Uh, what did I do? What, you what clicked. Happened? I didn't click anything. I well, did no, click. You, Fuck. I that's everything. what I said. You didn't hear it clicking? No. I can't. Because you squished the mouse into the lexicon. Uh, at least it's still recording. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. So, oh, my God. So, first night, I know that you and Stephanie got here late, and Stephanie has to, had yes. to go. I'm sorry that you sat out here and didn't watch anything. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, we we ducked in for uh, so I wasn't here for Swallow because right. I was getting Stephanie. Yeah. Um, and uh, did did you go see it? I didn't go see Swallow because I was waiting for you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so then I assume you also didn't see Twig, which uh, I did was not before see Twig. It. I I am gonna have to maybe ask Jason. Hey, can we get a couple of these? Mm. But. Um, but eat brains love. Stephanie and I did jump in for Playtime's Over. Oh, Playtime's Over was so fucking adorable. Uh, yes. Best so, babysitter story ever. Playtime's Over. <laughs> um, I'm not going to spoil a whole lot, but I will yeah. spoil the tiniest of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is basically a series of homages to classic horror films. Oh my god. It was so good. It thing? tied them together like... I, I kept leaning over to Stephanie. I was like, this is fucking genius. I know. <laughs> I know. I really hope that dude is here, the director or whoever um, is here. I really. Hope I so. believe he is. It has an asterisk next to it on the schedule, which oh. says in attendance. Oh well, we're gonna have to hunt down somebody. Yes, because I need to talk to that. <laughs> I need to talk to them because that short, fucking genius. It was delightful. <laughs> um, just. To, to give a quick synopsis, parents go out, 
daughter is obsessed with horror movies. Babysitter comes in already wearing the S-Mart tag. Yes, I loved the S-Mart tag. So you knew from there. I mean, the kid is quoting Night of the Living Dead at the beginning of the short. Mommy and Daddy are all about mommy juice, apparently. And they just like, will you just stop doing that for one night? And and that's really where they left it. They're just like letting this kid run roughshod over everybody. And she just tortures (laughs) this babysitter who should know better because she works at S-Mart. Right. (laughs) So, oh my God. That short was just delightful. Yes. And if you ever find it, playtime's over. Who directed that? Do we have a name? Um, I can. Okay. Um, but if you can find it, and we'll see if we can, because I think that's another one that's distributed distributed by Alter, um, who is here again, like we mentioned with Rakefet. But um, RC's feverishly looking, so I'll have to do a little editing. No, you can keep going. <laughs> but shit, just the homages were perfectly done. Perfectly. I mean, we're talking homages to Hitchcock, homages to Saw, homages to Night of the Living Dead, homages to... Carrie. Carrie. Oh my God. That was fucking hilarious. With the pizza. The, I, uh, the company was called Prom Pizza. It came with a tiara. I need this company in my life. Right. Because I want my pizza delivered <laughs> with a goddamn tiara. I need it in my life. Yes. But damn, just like, okay, kid, you know the deal. Go take a bath, and we will have pizza in a scary movie. And then just shit goes wrong. <laughs> shit goes horribly wrong. It's the best thing. Uh, uh, the, the chainsaw noises that right? the kid makes at the end. <laughs> As the babysitter is escaping. <laughs> and the parents are like, aw, she really loved her. Look at that. It's so cute. She's dancing with the... Oh, shit. And then the feature was called Eat Brains Love. Right. And the director is here, and I am going to snag him mm-hmm. if I can, hopefully tonight. Um, he, they just had a Q&A with him, but we were getting right. ready to interview Rakefet, and it just ended when I grabbed her. Um, but I was told about this one today mm-hmm. in the podcast email. Oh. Yeah. It, like I didn't, they didn't send a link or anything. They're just like, "Hey, the director's gonna be here," and I'm like, "Oh shit, yes!" And I watched the trailer. And I'm like, "I need this in my life. <laughs> I need it." So as you can tell by the title, "Eat Brains Love," is a zombie-related rom-com. Yeah, it's a teen romance zombie rom-com. And since I didn't see it, yeah. that's all I know. It's basically the zombie virus is transmitted through sex, and the two main characters. One is the the head cheerleader. Uh huh. And the other is like stoner slacker kid, and they and he's been fantasizing about her forever. Sure, she manages to get it through her cheating boyfriend. Uh huh. Um, and then just the two of them basically go on this cross country eating spree because they're <laughs> trying to get to her brother's house, who's uh-huh. this conspiracy theorist who knows oh, where there's a cure. Oh my god. Oh, like the first people, the first other zombies they meet is is this adorable lesbian couple. One's all, <laughs> one's all like militant, the other's like crunchy granola, and they're like, "Oh, you can stay with us and like eat rats to keep the the hunger at bay." Right. And but you know, it, if the hunger gets too much, they open this pantry door and they've got this pedophile locked in the closet, <laughs> so they become like zombie vigilantes. 
eating Love it. sex offenders and Nazis cross country, it, and they've got this psychic who's chasing them because the psychics can, you know, it's the government psychic program who can find them and take care of them, and the her, like the main dude, villain dude is. Uh-huh. I don't want to kill him anymore. I want to turn him into slaves. It's uh. fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was the most adorable thing ever. And I'm... Mm, it's so cute. Uh, I just... I'm, I'm going to talk to this director. I'm going to say, what in God's name were you thinking? Because <laughs> uh, at first I was getting a little upset at it. Because uh-huh. like the first ten minutes or so are kind of like slut-shaming the movie. Okay. But it gets better. Okay. It gets it redeems itself. Yeah. It's actually super good. You've still got to deal with like your standard teenage tropes of oh my god, this guy likes two girls and the two girls are kind of fighting right. over him and blah blah blah. But it ends up this cute little kind of love triangle at the end that's not actually resolved. Oh. Yeah, they kind it's like the the main the main plot right. has ended and now you've got now you're still going to Iowa to find the cure and hmm. you know it's left a little open-ended and it's it's quirky and adorable and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, shit. This fucking event gets me so excited. No, it's and a strong like start the already. The second year that I've been right. here and I'm like, every year now, this has to happen. Every <laughs> year. And if it ever ends, I'm going to die. Because, yeah, oh I my feel God. that. So, um, yeah, Stephanie has to be a big girl. Uh, sorry. A grown-up. Right. <laughs> Stephanie has to be a grown-up, so she had to go get her ride home. But we do believe that she'll be here the rest of the weekend, right? She'll be here tomorrow night after work. Right. And she'll be here the rest of the weekend. Yep. You will be here the rest of the weekend. Yep. Okay, so we will give you... Well, well there won't really be a, uh, a catch-up tomorrow morning because we'll Probably have not. this posted by then. But yeah. We'll be still interviewing you know, throughout the day. We'll try and continue to do our... our uh, our Facebook Live updates, mm-hmm. at least I'm giving people the option, you know, whether they want to do an audio interview or live. So, um, but we'll still be keeping you updated. We'll still be making sure that you're getting all the good news that we can get. And uh, hopefully you guys can make it down here if you're local to Columbus, because this festival is the tits. It is fucking amazing. And again, strong fucking start. Yeah. So. On a Thursday. Right. Like. Right. <laughs> I'm like. This is my life now. This is where I need to be forever. <laughs> this is this is it. Anyway, good night, kids, or good morning, depending on depending upon whether you're li- when you're listening to this. Um, we will keep you updated, and we're gonna see you whenever. Shortly. <laughs> Shortly. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>